Hey, Ash. Hey, Taryn. So I have an interesting fact for you. This is actually one, because usually I just like Google random ones for the episodes. But this is actually one that I looked up the other day because I was curious. Because I was typing. Have you ever been typing and you look down and you're like, why are these letters arranged in this order? Like, why wouldn't like, why they be it spelled that way? Alphabetical. Like, why is it like, it's oh, like A S D F? Like, yes. what is Ooh, that? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought so that. So I looked it up, and it says that they used to be alphabetical, earliest typewriters, but people type so fast that the mechanical arms got jammed and tangled up. So to solve this, the keys were randomly positioned to slow down typing and prevent key jamming. Isn't that interesting? So probably Which is like weird because it obviously is not necessary now because we don't have typewriters. True, but now we've all learned. But we're all stuck to this random like, assortment. I will never. F- I loved computer class. Did you do where like they would cover your hands with the paper yeah. and you would type? Yeah. Like, thank God bless. Do they yeah. still do that in school? I I would assume, but also kids are so, kids are like raised Tech on computers savvy. now, so I feel like that yeah. might not be a thing anymore. But I, would, I, I think there's still probably a typing class. I would assume so. I don't know. I, I don't love know. typing. I'll race you one day. Oh, I'm not that fast. Oh, cool. Then I won. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. This is Unsolicited Advice. I'm Ashley. I'm Taryn. And we are here to advise you on all your life problems, as per <laughs> usual. Your problems. <laughs> your problems make us money, honey. <laughs> um, so if you guys are sitting on a story that you need advice yes. on, please take this moment to write it in because we need them. <laughs> Yeah, our our podcast kind of revolves around that. It's our it's our bread and butter. It's our bread and butter. The more that you struggle, the better we do, right? The more juicy it is too. <laughs> um, also, we have socials to so follow us on socials. We've been very active on the gram lately, mm-hmm. so follow us on Instagram um, at Unsolicited Advice Pod. Yep, right. Yep, follow us there. Um, and yeah, how you been, Taryn? I've been great ish. <laughs> Ooh. I feel like that's so relatable. Like, it sounded lately. like you were more like reassuring yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny because like it's been a really terrible season of life. Right. Taryn's been going through it, oh guys. My gosh. Send prayers. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but like I don't even want to get into it because yeah. right now, um I the other day, I think because I always preach this on the podcast. And you know this. I'm telling you this because I want you to know. Mm-hmm. We don't just like say random stuff. Like everything, I feel like everything me and Ash say comes from literally like the deepest depths of our heart. Yeah, and we're like, sure. we are not ever pretending to have it all together. Like we're currently hot struggling messes. to get our lives hot together. Messes. <laughs> the hottest of messes. <laughs> <laughs> but um. It's so funny because I think people see this platform and they're like, we're coming to you for advice. But I think sometimes like people who give advice from like, oh, I have everything figured out platforms mm-hmm. are annoying because you're just yeah. like, stop telling me that. Like, I want to well, hear. Not rela- it's not real. It's no, not relatable. I want to hear the like still wound from someone who's telling me like, this is what got me through it. You yeah, know what I mean? I completely agree. So I think. 
All this to say, I always tell people on this podcast, I tell Ash this all the time, I tell everyone, like, you cannot hide and run away from emotions that are quote-unquote negative, right? So the other day, I caught myself trying to suppress and push down just the overwhelming, like, anxiety, sadness, anger, confusion that I've been dealing with, with, like, family stuff, with just a lot. Just life. Yeah. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I was like, stop. Like, why Why are you fighting this so hard? Mm-hmm. And I was going into Target. So I literally, I had already parked. I backed up and I went and parked in, like, the far back corner of Target. And I've done that so I many sat times. there and just, like, gave myself a moment. And before I knew it, I was sobbing hysterically. <laughs> and it was like... It wasn't even that I was, like, thinking about a specific thing. It was just I felt within me, like, you feel it, like, in your chest when your emotions are just, like, too much. Yeah. And so I just let myself have a really good cry. And I reached out to friends and was like, hey, I'm struggling. Mm -hmm. And the overwhelming amount of people that were, like, there for me and, like, supporting me. And it just was, like... It was amazing. Like, I I let myself feel it. I reached out for help and then let myself just, like, process and feel that. Yeah. And then, like, two days later, I woke up and was just like, I'm ready. (laughs) I am ready. Like, I'm ready to now start moving forward. Like, I let myself pause. I let myself marinate. I let myself Mm -hmm. be unsure of what the next step was going to be. And then... Like, I just, I got up, I did my makeup, I made plans with people, I organized my all closet. Like, I just all started, yeah, just being intentional. So, it's, I'm in a really good place right now, but we're, like, very, very fresh off yeah. emotional breakdown territory. So, the, th- the thing that happens when you're going through, when life is just relentless Mm -hmm. in those seasons the thing that happens is in order to survive your body literally has to stuff down all of these emotions in order to get through the day right and then the next day comes and something else happens and then the next day comes and something else happens and so your body gets into this rhythm of okay i can't deal with this now i'm just gonna stuff it so you stuff you stuff you stuff you stuff but when your body's done stuffing Mm -hmm. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> because it's all about to come up. And it could be the simplest of things. Like it could be like your partner, your friend, your mom, whoever, like saying something that sparks it. Usually for me, it's my sister. Or, you know, it could be like you just having to go to Target and just can't do it. Yeah. Something's going to happen that's going to spark and you're just going to have to let it out. Yeah. Because at a certain point, your body can only handle so much and you will have to deal with those emotions eventually. Yeah. Which is so funny because I remember you texted Alicia and I saying that you were you were feeling like you were like slipping into a funk and Alicia and I both gave opposite advice (laughs) I was like you are not your funk like you are better than your funk like your funk doesn't own you yeah like I was doing that kind of like hype up I was like you are in control I was doing all of this stuff saying to like fight the funk and then Alicia and I responded first and then like 15 minutes later Alicia responds to the text because Alicia and I aren't together in this moment um Alicia's my sister by the way if you don't know Mm -hmm. um and we all used to be roommates Alicia responds and she was like it's okay to feel that way just let yourself just lean into it you know know that feeling that is not wrong and I was like cool <laughs> no Ash, I'm glad we're on the I literally page. when I opened the text I was I had just finished reading your two responses yeah and I was dying because I'm like so opposite right but yeah. also so true to how you both 
tend to deal with stuff. Yeah. Like you tend to be like, uh-uh, not today. Yeah. Like I'm not doing this. But if you'd been doing that already yes. and had been doing that for a while, then Alicia's advice would hit. It, well, both that would, hit, would different. hit and different. Yeah. But I'm like reading through and then as I'm finishing reading and I'm already like laughing, Ashley responds and goes, literally the opposite. <laughs> Complete <laughs> like, opposite of what totally I had said. Opposite. But I think it was kind of perfect because you one of them must have resonated with yeah. you and you know at yeah. least at least one of them hit. No, I love it. And it it, they so hit I mean both of them like hit in different periods right. of like that time, right. you know. But yeah, it's been it's been really good to like I don't know like it's not it's not just like you finish. Like it's not like you heal from something and you move forward mm-hmm. like it, it hits you in different times and then different emotions bring up different things. So um, I don't know. It's all part of the purpose. And I think something I also had to get over, um, love a tangent in the first nine minutes you of the episode. What? This podcast is where we get our therapy. No, literally. And <laughs> Genuinely. I feel, I feel like this the episodes, whole first 20 minutes is yeah. for us. <laughs> I feel like the episodes where we go off and just like, like let go of our plan for the episode and talk yeah. everyone's yeah. like this was my favorite episode yeah. so we're going to that um i think one thing i've had to realize too i've always been the strong caretaker of my mm-hmm. friends mm-hmm. and the mama bear taryn that we talked about a bear, lot yeah. is a very real person also I love to share my emotions. I don't love to share when I'm not in control because I do feel weak and I feel like a burden to people. Mm. Um, And I've had just friendships in the past where I've noticed like when I need something, there's distance. So I think that too has triggered me to be like, don't like overshare, don't share too much. And Mm. so... So this time I've been struggling consistently for a while, but I've been trying to like keep it to myself. And so um, I just like let go of that and was like, it is what it is. Like I shared some stuff on Instagram. I shared some stuff with my close friends, like, and the amount of friends that like I've been there for in the past that like came out and were just like, like literally every day checking on me like hey how's today going hey what do you need like hey Mm -hmm. like I was so overwhelmed by that because it just it just taught me in that moment like how I'm putting my own narrative in my head like all these people I was like I don't want to bother were like just ready to step up you know Mm -hmm. and so it was just it's been a really cool season of connecting with some older friends and um like letting go of like if I don't have it together, I'm still worthy of like people caring about me and I'm still fun. I'm still whatever, even though I'm like going through stuff. So Mm -hmm. it's been a good season, but it also, you know, just depends on the day, the hour, the moment right now. I'm great. (laughs) great. The second we ride the wave five minutes from now, you I'm just like, (laughs) 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 anywho, um, did you catch us up on anything? I did not. Okay, do you want uh, to catch yeah, this? Yeah, sure, 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 sure. What tangent would you like to go on today? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that's a good one. It's really interesting that you say that because I also, I'm just a quiet person. And when I am going through something, my personality is to retreat, right? Yeah. And it's not to ask for help. It's not to go to someone or reach out. It's just to like retreat, be by myself, process, mm-hmm. be alone. And I think what's really cool and something that I took from what you just said is that even if it's even if you're unsure about exactly what's going on, whether it's like super heavy or it's actually not that heavy, it's just like bothering you. 
reaching out gives people permission to help. Yeah. And when I see, like, for example, if I saw someone and I think they're struggling, I don't know for sure because they haven't told me. Mm -hmm. So I'm hesitant to To say say something. something. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm the type of person who's like, well, I don't know what's going on in their lives. I have no right to step in and be like, hey. Yeah, you doing okay? What's you know, going but, on? Yeah. when in actuality they might love that, mm-hmm. but I don't know for sure, so I don't. Yeah, but when someone says or posts or whatever that they're going through something, then that gives me full permission to be like, "Hey, are you okay? Yeah. Like, what are you going through? Can I help? Do you even want help? Yeah. Do you just want a hug?" Like that gives that opens the door for me to check in without feeling like I'm stepping over the line yeah. or feeling like I'm assuming. <laughs> That something's wrong when maybe they're fine, you know? So I think it is so crucial, whether it's serious or something little, to, like, just mention it. Yeah. To your closest friends. It doesn't have to be publicly. It doesn't have to be online. But just to your closest friends, because then that gives them that open doorway to say something. Does that make sense? And what's cool is, like, you still have control over, like, what you share or not. And that was what was... Like, they don't I, have to know the whole story. Most of the people that reached out were just like, hey, I'm really sorry. I, well, I posted on my close friends. It was like a dead, me dead staring out the window. And I was like, <laughs> currently living in the place of numbness between anger and sad and mental breakdown. Like, yeah. you know that middle place where you're yeah. just like, I feel nothing. <laughs> like, this is concerning. It's like the eye of the storm. But also, this feels lovely because yeah. I just feel nothing. So it was, and it's funny because like literally five minutes after that, after I read some of the responses, I just like, that's when I like lost it. Yeah. But um, it was cool because most of the people that reached out were just like, oh, I'm so sorry. That's such a hard place. I love you. Hey, let's get coffee. What are you doing? Like, oh my gosh, I'm sorry for what's going on. I'm praying for you. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like, because I don't think I could have responded and been like, oh, here's what's going on. Like yeah. to a few people like you and a, a couple of people, I like actually typed out what was going on and like sent it. But that was kind of cool to me, too, because I'm like, oh, this is like this is just me saying like you're saying, hey, I'm struggling. Just people reaching out and being like, I love you. <laughs> like, yeah. And I'll check in on you in a couple of days to see how you're doing. It was great. Like, I didn't have to go into my whole spiel and tell everyone everything. Like, yeah. it was just people being like, ooh, I see that. And I'm I'm here for you if you mm-hmm. need me, you know? Yeah, I think not telling the whole story is helpful because it doesn't force you to sit there and, like, mm-hmm. not relive it. But kind of, like, yeah. write it all out makes you kind of relive it in a yeah. way. Um, but just being like, hey, pray. Yeah. <laughs> says a lot and I'm like oh she wouldn't be saying that she wasn't going through it so I'm gonna I'll listen you know and I'll check in next time so I love that you did that and I think that's a good reminder for me to like it's okay yeah to say you're going through something to reach out guys I've been good I've been good (laughs) 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 on the exact opposite side um I've been I feel like I have and this is such a thing that I've been talking to so many people about I feel like I've been stalled in this period of life where I'm I'm still trying to find my rhythm post-COVID. And I know that sounds yeah. silly. No, it's not But silly. it's so not silly. No. And I can say that confidently because I've had multiple conversations with different people who have very different lives than yep. me that are all going through the same yep. thing. So it doesn't matter what you're currently going through. It could be anything. Work-related, yeah. relationship-related, family drama, like just health, like your health or your mental health. It could be all of these different things. Everyone I know is going through struggling with one of those things and trying to find their rhythm again, because I think we have all like 
not really giving ourselves credit for what we went through during yeah. COVID and coming back out has been a trip. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like if it's not mental health that I'm struggling with, it's physical health. If it's not physical health, it's work stuff. Mm-hmm. If it's not work stuff, it's this like family dynamic, open com- communication thing with me, with friends. Um, even like Taryn moving out has been like a whole like, oh, like finding this new rhythm yeah. with our friendship, mm-hmm. with just the house having one less person. Mm-hmm. Like there's just so many different things where I feel like I'm constantly like, oh, yeah, I need yep. I don't know what I'm doing here. So that's kind of <laughs> been what I've been going through lately. And I feel like it's been great because I think I was trying for so long to try to get this perfect routine in each one of those categories, which is impossible. Yeah. I was driving myself crazy just going in spirals specifically for you because you thrive off of that and i I love it yeah before covid happened you were pretty like set in stone of your rhythms of ball rolling yeah like working out like what was going on everything was very light and like whatever Uh and now i think it's been hard to kind of like come to the terms with like you're not going to be able to go back to that yeah so what is new and then on top of that like we don't catch a break it's like we feel like the world starts to heal from something and go forward and then some tragedy happens and and all of us are trying so hard to balance processing all these things going on processing our own trauma and things in our life processing our friends trauma in their life and it's just everyone's coming from these crazy places and the world is changing every day so how do you find a consistent pattern yeah and for people who need that like you who thrive on routine like you're building a house on sand you're just like it's uh, maddening and just just like my mental health isn't this isn't what it was three years ago. My physical health isn't what it was three years ago. Like everything's so different. We have, the government has acknowledged UFOs and no one's talking about it. (laughs) No one is talking about it and it blows my mind. (laughs) And then like I, like this morning, I love podcasts. Obviously I was listening to Joe Rogan podcast where they were literally talking about how AI is going to take over everything. And I was like, I physically cannot handle this conversation no, right now yeah. because I'm over here trying to just get my own little life in order. Yeah. I don't even want to think about AI or UFOs, but here yeah. they are. And then like then there's a shooting and then there's like all this I government know. drama. And I can't so physically yeah. like I f- I'm in a place right now where anything that feels like it's a threat to my little bubble, I'm just not dealing with. Yeah. I, anything that feels stressful or overwhelming, I'm just like that's not there. <laughs> Because I'm working yeah. so hard to get myself One on step track. At a time, yeah, it's hard. Um, on a positive note, I do feel like me personally, I am finally starting to get into this nice rhythm, but that means I got to start letting in other things. Yeah, you know. So, is there an answer? No, no. but I, I feel like I am more uh, physically capable um, than I was. Good last year, even like a few months ago. So. Yeah. Baby steps. Baby steps. That's all we gotta do. <laughs> One step at a time. Oh my God. Um, tearing it up time? Yeah, let's, let's freaking let's tear it something. up. Let's tear it up. If you guys, do you wanna explain the tearing it up while I pull it up really quick? Yeah. Um, so, hi, I'm Taryn, and I do awkward things. And my name, Sake, has become the place where we all just come together and relate on the fact that weird things happen and all of us do embarrassing things. And why hide it? Why yeah. hide it? Yeah. So this is a segment to make us laugh, to make us feel not as alone, and just, you know, <laughs> it's all I got. 
<laughs> All right. <laughs> and on that note, here it is. This one is tearing it up on a first date Ooh. from Anonymous. What's that? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> right. Hey, girls. Um, I'd like to stay anonymous. Perfect. I'm doing all of us a favor here because you wouldn't know how to pronounce my name anyways. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> Got it. Uh, they write, I've been sitting on this story for over a year, but I'm finally writing in. So let's skip the part where I tell you how much I love your podcast because I really do. Because this story needs some explaining. Last year, I matched with this guy on Tinder. We have the same hobby, which is solving Rubik's cues. Random. I know. Ooh. And he even is one of the fastest people to solve it in our country. Shut up. Get out of here. That's a celebrity. So we got along and had so much to talk about really quickly. But since he lives four hours away, when we finally met up for the first time, he came to visit me for four days. On our second day, I showed him the city and we took an old tram. This type of tram has a platform with built in stairs inside that go down once the door opens. Does that make sense? So the, time. the tram has built-in stairs that like lower when the tram door opens. Oh, okay, okay. There is a sign on the doors that says that the doors won't open if anyone's standing on the platform, which is a complete lie. My roommate actually fell out of the tram twice because the Oof. steps appeared underneath her feet, but that's not the story here. I stood on the platform as well. When the doors opened, it actually physically pushed me to the side. So picture this i was stuck between one of those doors the back of the seat and the pole in front of me it hurt a lot and everyone was looking it was a friday afternoon so the tram was packed with people who wanted to get home from work i was embarrassed but thought i should probably just keep my cool <laughs> so i went on my phone i was texting a friend that our weekend date was going well just before i got stuck so i had stayed on my phone and was continuing to text like it was no big deal. And I was trying to act like nothing had happened. I thought I'd just wait for the doors to shut again so I could free myself, but this door didn't shut. <laughs> Instead, a loud ringing noise signaled oh, that God. the door was broken and the driver of the tram had to come fix it and let me out. Oh my gosh. Rem reminder, I'm currently on a date <laughs> with this guy that I just met for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God when he came, the door had just released me, so he didn't actually have to see me pinned between the door or blame me for causing the problem. When the train started moving again, I told my date that we had to get off on the next stop, and he answered, do we need to get off because that's really our stop or because you're too embarrassed to stay on the tram? <laughs> I replied, both. I also told him that this was the most embarrassing thing that has ever happened to me, which was hard for him to believe because I had, in fact, told him that morning that I'm really clumsy and embarrassing things happen to me all the time. <laughs> this really was the most embarrassing one, though. And he believes me now, even though I almost broke his glasses on the same weekend. We've been dating ever since. Oh. I've included a picture of the tram door and highlighted exactly where I was stuck. So feel free to post on Instagram. Oh my God, I hope yay. you read this. And I also hope that you girls have a lovely weekend. So here's a picture. She was literally there. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so it got stuck and that's why it wouldn't close. That's like... 10 inches. There's no room for a physical human being to stand but there. But that little pole right there, it yeah. shows, oh my gosh, that's nuts. <laughs> Chapter. <laughs> that's that funny. crazy. Oh my God, that's hilarious. I What makes it funny is like, it's embarrassing enough just being on a public train and that happening, but being 
on a first date. Essentially. Yeah. I know it was day two of him visiting, but it's a first date. Yeah. Just makes it ten rough, times worse. Man, rough. Oof. I got stuck in a bus seat once. Like I was sitting backwards. So like where your feet go down, like I was turned sitting crisscross applesauce like on the seat. Okay. And we were back coming back from like a softball game. And then something happened to where like I don't know if you break fast or something, but my butt went between and then my legs were like <gasps> stuck up. And I could, like, I could not move. And then everyone was, like, part of it. They weren't trying that hard because they were busy, like, taking pictures and, like, crying, laughing. Right, because it's funny. But I thought I was, like, going to snap in half. And, like, no one could get me out. It was terrible. Oh it was terrible. <laughs> that was fun. You poor thing. So I feel you, but, like, I don't. Because yeah. that was, like, public versus, like, me with my friends. Yeah, yeah. But public, dang. someone would have helped, probably. Yeah. That's you epic, with your friends. Isn't that funny? So a stranger oh, yeah. would have probably helped you if that happened on a public train, but you with, with a group of your friends, everyone's, everyone's gonna like laugh and take photos out. first before Which they Which is help. like, there's pros and cons to both because that's one thing I hate when I trip in public and people look. I hate when people look and they're like, "Oh, honey!" Oh, like yeah. I'd rather them be like, "Ha ha!" Because then I can people just feel laugh, bad for me, you know? Yeah, yeah. a thousand percent. Um, well, thanks for that tearing it up. Yeah, thanks, anonymous. Anonymous. Today's episode is brought to you by Book of the Month. If you guys have not heard of Book of the Month, where have you been hiding? Me and Ash are both on the journey of trying to be readers. She's definitely there. I'm on my baby steps way there. So obviously we were so pumped to partner with Book of the Month because their mission is to help readers discover new books they love and to promote the work of emerging authors. And guys, they literally make it so easy to decide which book to read next. Each month, the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles. They pick the five to seven of the best new books for you to choose from. All the books are good, so you cannot go wrong. And they offer great prices on new release hardcover fiction, much cheaper than other options. Shipping is always free and it's super fun. Books are delivered in a bright blue box. A fun app to pick your book and track reading process is available. And they have reading challenges with rewards. My December read was so epic. It was called Butcher and Blackbird. And let me just read the little sentence they give you that totally sold me. Serial killers need love too. Don't take our word for it. Read this biting, steamy, and edgy murderers to lovers tale. Like, come on. Like, it totally sold me. If you guys would like to check out Book of the Month, just head on over to bookofthemonth.com to pick a book and join Book of the Month. For a limited time, you can join and get the first book for just $5. Just use code unsolicited. Again, that's bookofthemonth.com, code unsolicited. Happy reading. Okay, I'll get into my story. Perfect, perfect. This is called Addicted to Girls and Video Games. Ooh, ooh, interesting. And that's on life. Okay. Hi, Taryn and Ash. I would like to stay anonymous. Done. You know? Deal. Okay. <laughs> um, I am a junior in high school who recently went through a breakup. I started dating this boy towards the end of 2020 as a sophomore. Wow, a sophomore... Did you? That's like a year. That's like five years. Like high school relationship. Yeah. A year is like 
a long time because those last like committed. a lot shorter yeah yeah I always knew we weren't perfect and getting married, but I enjoyed being around him and eventually fell in love. He had a pretty bad past. He had been a big F boy before me. I had never been in a relationship and barely talked to any guys. Needless to say, I probably spent 95% of the relationship comparing myself to the other girls he had liked before. That's so hard. That's so, it's so funny because like, I feel like it comes with age like, for instance, I'll use myself as an example. So I I am a virgin and I'm waiting for marriage. Mm-hmm. When I was younger, I was like, I have to marry someone else because I won't be able to deal with the fact that, like, they've had sex with someone else. Like, I'll feel too, like, insecure about that when I was young. Because I was so just, like, insecure about the fact, like, yes. of someone else being with other people in a way. And, like, I would compare myself, whatever. Right. Then, like, the older I got and the more I developed, like, this being a decision that's my own for, like, multiple reasons. And, like, I'm choosing this. Owning that. Yeah. And, like, owning it and being, like, happy and proud of that fact, right? Mm -hmm. Then it became something where I was, like, I don't really care about the person's past because that's their life. Like, that's their journey, their story that led them. That's what brought them to now, to you even. And, And for me, I'm, like... I know because I've had more experience where I've, you know, had relationships with people, flings with people, whatever. And I know that, like, you learn things and you take things, but it's not that deep. Like, when you go, like, yeah, I might still think about my ex if something comes up, but I'm not sitting there, like, longing for him. It's right. just, oh, that was a part of my life, like, a memory flared up. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, with age and with becoming really secure in, like, who I am and, like, what I want in mm-hmm. my future – that didn't become as much of an issue. Whereas in high school, that was so hard. Like, you were always, like, if you saw that their ex was, like, really, like, artsy and into music, but you weren't, yeah. you would be insecure about that. Well, what's even harder in high school is that you see everyone's relationships. Yeah, yeah. Like, the handful of people I've dated in the past, the recent, like, whatever, few years... I've never seen them in their ex. Yeah. I don't want to see them in their ex. Like, that gets in your head. So dating in high school slash middle school, college even, that's rough. Because you've probably seen them with their past. You're probably friends with their ex. Yeah. You know? Like, or you've seen them around. You know them at least. No, fully. You know? That's rough. But, like, when you say, like, as you got older, that changed. Like, even, like, my ex, we got together when I was, like, 19 or 20 I don't remember but I remember being like I want to know everything that you did with your ex I want to know everything about this I want to know everything about all your past relationships and then I like fixated on it and was so insecure because those girls were like still around but then now I feel like when I date someone I'm just going to be like am I going to like run into someone like at like if we're at a party is there anyone like you dated just so I know and I don't sound stupid if I say something but I'm more like I don't really care as much about their past interesting I don't know I don't I think like I've ever older, cared really yeah but that I've never I've never I don't want to I think if I knew a lot about my boyfriend's ex I would fixate on it yeah and I'm so very I'm very like aware of myself technique. I don't want to know yeah yeah I've never asked about like anything stuff like that really no 
That's so interesting. Like, I don't I'll, know. I'll I ask, that like, you... when was your most, when was the yeah, last yeah, yeah. serious relationship? Like, why did that end? You know, little yeah. things. But that was mostly, like, in the beginning, just to get to know the person. It wasn't real. Yeah. It's not like I'm sitting here wanting to know everything. Yeah. It's I don't so think I would handle it. I think I would literally think about it often and dream about it. I don't need that. <laughs> that's so interesting. That. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, no, but that's true. Because when I did, I did do that. Yeah. Like you when will, I was younger. You'll think about it constantly. So you learned that lesson like way before. <laughs> I don't, maybe Almost. that was just something I've always avoided and was lucky to avoid, but like I've never cared. But yeah. I think it's because I know it'll bother you. Me. Are. Yeah. yeah. All this to say, <laughs> it gets better. It's older you get. Kind of. Okay, so she's saying she compared herself to other girls. He was didn't have the best pass, and he never texted me. And he played video games all day long. It was very toxic, but for some reason, I stayed with him. Anyway, the other day, I was on his phone on Instagram because we were talking about someone and I wanted to show him. In his recent searches, there are about 10 different girls all in a row. My heart dropped because this is the kind of stuff he's done for the entire year and five months we have been together. That far in, you should not be doing things like that. I agree. A year mm-hmm. and a half, like yeah. you should you should get over that. Um, not to mention that there were times I caught him following porn star accounts or other pretty girls from around our town Oop, and even snapping some of them. Nope. Oh. And it, yeah. I'm like, uh, so why are we with him? But I get it. I get <laughs> no. it. I get it. Um, anyway, I told him I needed time and eventually two days ago we broke up. It was pretty mutual and I was grateful it happened, but it was heartbreaking. I was really struggling when I went on Instagram and got this text from a girl from my school. My ex didn't go to my school for context. She explained to me that he had hit her up and she showed me the screenshots. Once she told him she went to the same school as me, he quickly unadded her. Interesting. This This happened literally the day after we broke up. We broke up on a Friday night. Saturday afternoon, she had texted me with the screenshots. I just don't know what to do anymore. I am so insecure and struggling so much already with the breakup. But at least before I had respect for him. Which girl, why? Yeah. (laughs) Why? You shouldn't. This This is what is so hard because I think for, again, talking about survival techniques, we put these men these boys well yeah up on these let's, pedestals let's remember her age well yeah boys. boys but even even guys my age are not men <laughs> um we put them on these pedestals i think i think as almost a band-aid for ourselves mm. like if i have this vision of him that he's this great guy then i'm gonna kind of like ignore some of the stuff he does mm-hmm. so that i can just be happy and feel Your loved and whatever sunglasses yeah yeah and it's just like like, you should have lost respect for him way before this point. Like, yeah. him constantly looking at girls, constantly, like, contacting girls through Snapchat, which is, I hate Snapchat for that reason, because it's, like, where everyone can just be sketchy. Like, he does not deserve your respect. That's all I'm saying. Like, no. Before this happened. So, you're you definitely have stuff to process, but, like, you already need to, like, step back and be, like... No, no, no. I need to see this guy for what he is. Like, end of story. Yeah. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Dating is, I like to think of it as like a business transaction. 
you're either compatible or you're not. Yeah. Homeboy, I love love him to death. He's a little player. And yeah. that's fine. He's probably going to be a little player for a while. Yeah. Or he'll just inevitably always be a little player. Yeah. That's fine. Let him live his life. But you guys aren't compatible. Yeah. You're wanting a very serious, committed relationship. And he's just trying to play around. Yeah. And that's something that unfortunately the rose colored sunglasses will hide from you because you're like oh he's charming oh he's friends with everyone how sweet like i need that in my life i'm so shy you know yeah like you're like you oh we fit you know but you need to when dating people that's why you date so that you can see them in life and how they act and pick up on red flags Mm -hmm. and see if you guys are a good fit or maybe you're not a good fit that's the time to like ask those questions and like watch how it plays out not unfortunately which and I, I am not saying that I uh, have never done this because I've done it so many times unfortunately we tend to fall head over heels first yeah and then we don't see all these things but the older you get for me and I'm gonna say this specifically as a 30 year old dating in LA the easier it is to sit down to dinner with a stranger that you were just meeting and ask very specific questions because that helps me narrow down what type of person yes. they are and I'm not asking these these questions to make them feel bad or um, to, to point out their flaws. I'm just trying to see if we're a good fit. And if yeah. we're a good fit, guess what? We get to go on a date again. Yeah. If we're not a good fit, exactly. have a good life. No hate against you, but like it won't work out. Yeah. And it shouldn't be a personal thing. But we always, because dating's fun and, and it's emotions involved, you fall in love so quickly. And then you deal with this stuff. Mm-hmm. And it has to be the other way around, which Again, high school. We've all yeah. done it. <laughs> yeah, but we're talking... I mean, every story we talk about, I feel like we try to talk about it in a very general sense. Because no matter what age you're going through stuff, there's yeah. different levels of intensity. There's yeah. different, like, maturity levels. But we all can relate to this kind of stuff Yeah, and if in you're general. wanting... doesn't matter what age you are. If you're wanting a serious relationship, which anonymous it sounds like you are, then that's how you got to play the game. Yeah. If you're just trying to have fun, then you can be on his level and you can be like, oh, okay, well, it's not going to work. Bye, break up, go play around with someone else. Like, that's what he's trying to do. If you're wanting something serious, then you have to reverse what you're doing and you need to be very specific about who you let in your circle because you're going to get hurt. Because, like, why? Baby girl's going to get hurt. I'm sorry. Why is it? Why? Oh, I'm getting triggered. (laughs) Oh, it's coming. (laughs) Why is it? That women have to go into dating situations so apologetic. Like, oh, I'm going to pretend that I'm, yeah, like I'm just this, oh, yeah, I'm so chill and I'm not drama and I just, yeah, like I'm totally down for just a hookup or, oh, yeah, 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 I'm not emotional. Like, oh, yeah, I'm no drama. Like, it's like we have to go in being so, like, like, trying to like bob and weave and like fit into what this guy is because we know that the second we say a wrong answer they're gonna be like bye I'm done with you yeah where guys can come in and just be like I want a fit girl okay who's wait. down to hook up and she's got to be down to work out with me and blah 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 and I don't want anyone who's this and they just come in like oh mic job this is what I want if you're not it uh why are we not coming in with that energy, people? Well, that's what I was just going to say. Flip the freaking screen. Like, yes. Flip it. I, yes. I, I feel like I used to date like that. And then again, with, with age and, and with having dated a lot. Um, no. Yeah. No. I, the last, I would say the last three years, my first dates have been epic on my part. Yeah. I sit down. I order exactly what I want. I'm not 
oh, whatever you want. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, yeah. No. No. I want this drink. I want this appetizer. I'm also <laughs> trying to be really fit right now. So, yes, I'm ordering salmon with veggies. Yeah. Whereas before, I'd be like, so I want to be chill. I'll yeah. take the hamburger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm actually, like, really working on my fitness. So, I'm going to get what I want to get. And it might be more expensive. Sorry. Yeah. But. And you're going to bring that Prada bag. Yeah. And something I used to, which we've talked about on the podcast. Yes. Something I used to do. I have a big obsession with bags and nice bags, unfortunately. And we did. But I buy you were them myself. Yourself. Yeah, they're they're my purchases. I wouldn't bring them on first dates because I didn't want guys to think I was like bougie or like or like deal with that toxic you know, masculinity you know. that's like oh. And I wouldn't bring yeah. them. No, and now uh-uh, I'm at a point uh-uh, where I, uh-uh. if I, you know, if I went on a first date today, I would show up in my heels. I would show up with my little bag. I would order my glass of wine and I would order my salmon with asparagus and be very happy with that decision. And if he can't hang with that, that's fine. But again, no hate on him. No no hate on me. This is who I am. And are we a good fit or not? No. Yeah. And like I've, I think since I also I've, I think guys find that super hot. Yes, since I've come to this place where I'm like, uh, uh-uh, uh, I am who I am, and I'm not sorry about any of it. Mm-hmm. And if you are lucky enough to get me, like, bravo to you. Like, yeah. since I flipped that, I've just noticed such a difference. Whereas before, I felt this pressure to like, if a guy would start texting me in like a sexual way, I felt pressure to like banter and be like whatever, mm-hmm. and then put myself in these positions where I felt uncomfortable and now it's to the point like that guy I mean yes he ghosted me but that's fine but like he started going in that direction and I super just confidently was like hey like no hate whatsoever but like you've kind of mentioned a couple things and I just want to let you know like I'm not a hookup type girl yeah and if you are looking for that like props to you but like I don't want to waste your time and I don't want you to waste mine yeah and I wasn't like Oh, I'm so sorry. Like, blah, blah. like I was just like, hey, this is how it is. Like, yeah. whatever. And most guys like really respect that. Like, they're like, oh, cool. Like, yeah. good to know. You know. Also, I feel like for specifically talking, actually, anyone, anyone in that position who feels this like pressure to do something they're not comfortable with, I. I, I'm not the type of person to go into like this serious conversation. Taryn's great at it. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I never have been a simple <laughs> calm down, kiddo. Yeah done yeah they will back off so fast and you know like just just something something that not not puts them in their place but it's just like but lets them see like oh she's not i'm in control of what of what i want to talk about and i'm not down to talk about that yeah i'm not letting this conversation going that way or i'm not letting this conversation go that way i think one is respecting yourself Mm -hmm. your boundaries your wishes what you're looking for like that's putting you first and Reminder, you're not committed to this stranger. Yeah. You're not supposed to be bending backwards for them. You know, if they want something that you can't give, fine. Yeah. Go ask someone else. Yeah. It's it's not personal. No, and you we, need to stick yeah. with what you believe in. And you shouldn't be bending over backwards for these guys on dating apps no. that are looking for something that you're not. No, it's just we have to remember, like, I hate... I hate how powerless it feels sometimes, like, being a girl. Like, you feel like you have to, like, 
project all these things to get a guy's attention and it's just it's not good for you and like anonymous like you keep saying these comments about like I'm just insecure and I'm trying to and it and it does because that's what it does to you and it's like we have to remember it is a 50-50 interaction Mm -hmm. he's deciding if you're what he wants but you're also deciding if he is what you want Mm -hmm. and it shouldn't be like a whatever if he's coming into it being like oh I'm this like guy who likes to mess around whatever that's where you have to not bend yourself to be okay with that don't but be conform like, into someone is you're not. that what I want and yeah. if not being like oh, okay like I'm I can tell right now like we're gonna waste each other's time like but we can be homies like yeah. I'll see you around at school like whatever it is but I think we have to stop becoming what someone else wants mm-hmm. so we can have a person mm-hmm. and instead work on figuring out who you are and what you want. Be your own person. Yeah, so that someone can fit into what you already have, not you fitting into something to fit someone else. Yes, one of my favorite pastors, speakers, motivational speakers, his name's Mike Todd. You should follow him on Instagram. You should read his relationship book if you're looking for a serious relationship. He said something that has stuck with me for forever. Um, A broken person can't enter into a relationship with another broken person because the relationship will simply be broken. Yeah. He was like, if you want a successful relationship, you have to become a whole person first, a whole person, and then go find another whole person because then no one's needing or leaning on the other yeah. person like a crutch because the other person will eventually resent you yeah. and that's going to be dirty. That's going to yeah. be very messy. You can't lean on the fact that you have a boyfriend. Yeah. You can't lean on your best friend. You can't lean on your career as like your identity. Mm-hmm. It's not going to work. Yeah. What Mike Todd was saying is you have to, whatever your your flaws are, whatever your illnesses, you need to heal and become that one whole human being first and then go find someone yep. who's also done the work and deserves your yeah, whole self. Yeah. And I fully stand by that, com- that uh, statement mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> in so many aspects of life, career, personal, like dating, it could be family, doesn't matter. I think that applies to everything. And yeah. I think you would enjoy that book, Anonymous. I think it's called Relationship Goals. Oh, it's so good. It's really good. Wow, I just realized we did not even finish her story. So let's uh, yeah, <laughs> let's get into her. Forty five minutes in, so Ash, I don't know if you're gonna. Get We're to not your getting story. to mine. It's, it's okay. Fine. It's okay. It's, it's fine. fine. It's a good com- um, combo. Combo. Yeah. Yeah. So she continues. We ended things on good terms, but now I feel like we haven't. Now I can't just be sad for what I lost, but I'm also incredibly angry. Mm-hmm. It's a whole other emotion to process when I already have a ton. I really just wanted to write this to know I'm not alone and share in case you guys would have any advice, kind of advice on breakups, especially when the guy texts new girls, not even a full 24 hours later. Thank you so much for the pod. I listen every week and I love it. I'm sorry if this was so long. She says, I know everyone says that. (laughs) But yes, I know this is something I will heal from with time and it is still so fresh. In a way, being angry makes it easier, but it still hurts like hell. Thank Mm -hmm. you again, Anonymous. Him texting other girls the next day is confirmation. Yeah. And that's that's literally all it is. Don't think of it as him brushing you aside. Don't think of it as a slap in the face. He is exactly who you think he is. And that confirms yeah. 
that thought that what you were thinking that confirms that don't get into the i think sometimes we're like wow i wasn't enough to change him but it's like no 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 no. he showed you who he was from the very beginning and he's not at a place he's willing to change that's not a reflection on you Mm -hmm. um it's just who he is Mm -hmm. and some guys like i remember my ex moved on very quickly um, and it was super confusing because he was still like, yeah, I want to marry you. I'm just working on myself, blah, blah, blah. And when I figured, when I found out he was with another girl, I like, it broke me because I felt very like, wow, what we had was like nothing. Like I went straight into taking his actions as a reflection on myself, mm-hmm. which was like, Mm-mm. not, that's such a terrible he's practice. he's still living rent free in your head. Yeah. And you, he, he, he left yeah so therefore that wall needs to be closed exactly. like he's no longer allowed to, to have like that power. hold yeah. you in that way but it was funny because years later we had like a conversation and he finally admitted he was like yeah she was a band-aid like yeah, i was of course she was really sad she's a rebound and going through like what i was after our breakup yeah. and instead of being at a place where i could acknowledge that and be like sad and depressed i i use someone as a band-aid yeah and it's so freaking common it's so oh stereotypical God, yeah. for people oh breakup rebound yeah it's such a thing that's why it's like oh you just went through a big breakup run like you don't want to yeah. date that person because you know what you are yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. But it is, you know what, I think I think this is a, a, a big, this is a simple topic and a big topic all, like, mashed mm-hmm. in one. I think you are going to go through a process in this next, like, couple years where you really have the power of, like, what you want to do with it. Yeah. I always suggest after a breakup to just fully immerse yourself into figuring out who you are. Mm-hmm. Like, go to dances with friends. Like, Hang out with guys, but, like, be nonchalant. Like, whatever you need to do for yourself, like, focus on you and yourself and what you want. I would not give this guy the time of day. I wouldn't focus on he is being disrespectful and he's showing his true side so like just leave it at that yeah let's thank him him for being honest seriously like at least you know now like at least he was up front in the beginning yeah saying like hey this is who i am this is what i've been doing Uh at least he wasn't playing mind games and pretending to be someone else that makes it a lot easier so true so true but i think also us as women, and I mean, I know that there are guys that struggle with this too. Like, I'm sure us girls can be like very intense too. So I'm not saying I but know I'm, we can. I'm speaking from a women, woman. I know multiple perspective. women. Yeah, <laughs> there, we have some crazy. Little, I'm not saying a lot, but I do think Me. that at a young age, we tend to feel like we have to conform to yeah. get a guy yeah and it's just so it's so toxic it needs to be but i think this is erased. also this is also what a lot of women have been like not raised to think but like kind of raised to think and this, there is a wave ladies i'm specifically talking to ladies hey, out there ladies. there is a wave happening right now where i feel like women are are being way more in control and are saying no no i don't need a guy to be full and mm-hmm. happy and complete, and I don't need um, to con- to to be this ideal woman that 
society says women have to be yeah. and we're okay with that yeah and, and I, I the more people i talk to that are coming to that realization that are walking into a first date and being like it wasn't it but you know mm-hmm. it was great i left you know instead of feeling like they had to like they owed the guy something or or feeling bad for making him pay for dinner yeah. when it was a no like no nope no yeah. it's it's fine that's the dating game and yeah. it's okay to, to, to be single and to be figuring it out. Like yeah. you don't have to be married and settled at 23 yeah. and look, be this like bombshell of a model, but also eats Whoppers. Like, you yeah. know, like it's just so <laughs> contradictory. I, and there was a dating profile I read the other day that was like, I want a girl who's into fitness and who cares about her body. And then one of the other prompts was like, I want a girl who eats as much as me. And I'm like, yeah. bro, you cannot have that way. I was like, okay, <laughs> if you want, a model then be prepared for yeah. lettuce and no bread and definitely no dairy yeah. or it's like very specific women who just happen to have that body type like yeah. it's just it's crazy and you know what's interesting i saw this statistic the other day it was saying that a there's been a rise of women who are choosing to be celibate and it was saying that in the past the main reason why women chose that was because of religious reasons. Mm -hmm. But it was saying that now this rise of women that are choosing to take control and say, no, I don't want to, is because of mental health, past trauma, emotional health, like just creating their own boundaries because we do feel this pressure as women that we have to say yes to keep the guy. And it's so hard not to fall into that trap. But I saw that and I was just like, like, heck yeah, because I think that decision is everybody's individual one. Right. But I was like, that is so cool that women are now saying, like, no, like, I don't want to because I'm not ready and I need and to heal from stuff. And that's enough reason. And you don't have to explain that to anyone. It's like, no one's business. You should be able to go in and be like, no, I don't want to. And mm-hmm. that's like, if they if they can respect that, cool. If they can't, then they leave. But yeah. no one should make you feel guilty uh-uh. or uh-uh. disrespect you for that decision. But I just thought that was so cool. And I think it's like women are starting to like realize we got some stuff that's going on. We need to take back our power, take back our voice, and be strong. And I think real men look at that and are like, oh, there like, it is. Heck yes. There I want is. that. Like, You're I want find, that powerhouse. You know? Once you, if, if that is a decision that you make, it becomes very clear who, who can and cannot handle it. Yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden, the dating game gets. A little smaller, yeah, and the pickings get a little but it's smaller. Wild, yeah, it's, it's worthwhile. What, what did I say? Wild. Worthwhile. <laughs> it's a wild time. Uh, all, all I'm saying is, it your choices become small, become very clear. Yeah, and it makes and it a lot easier. Anything, yeah. whether that's whatever your decision you is. You decide you don't want to drink. You decide you want to, you know, like whatever it is in dating. Like whatever the your boundary point is. is Whatever boundary you build, if that's a deal breaker for someone, that's just confirmation they're not meant to be in your life. Exactly. So we need to stand up for what we believe and what feels right. And we know you have that gut feeling when you're like, yes, I'm not comfortable with this. Yeah. But instead of pushing through, like you need to be able to stand up and say like, hey, like that's just not what I'm looking for. And like Ash said, I always say, I'm like literally no hate and no judgment. Like yeah. I told this one guy, Live I was your like, life, be happy. I want you to be happy. I was like, I hope you find the sweet side piece you're looking for. Like I really do. Yeah. I hope she's, cause he kept saying, cause 
I swear being thicker guys like always are like, oh, there's like juicy thighs, whatever. I'm like, I hope you find a juicy thighed girl who's ready to like go to pound town with you, bro. Juicy thighed and all. And I genuinely do. Like, if that's what you want, I hope you find someone who mutually is like wanting that. It's on the same page. But it's it ain't me. So like, why am I going to be apologetic about it? I'm not. No, No. I'm not. And, and you who? shouldn't be either. No, you shouldn't be either. This Find is your great, boundary. This is great. Find episode. your ba- whatever your boundary is. Stick yes. with it, and the, it'll come. Even if you don't know why. No, I know. I could tell. It's funny. I literally have my speech memorized because people love to ask me, like, "Oh, why have you made the choices this you choice. made?" Yeah, I love sharing because I don't think people share that perspective a lot. They don't. They really so don't. So I have no problem with it because I'm not ashamed of it. I am I actually love the reasons why I am. Mm-hmm. So I don't mind sharing. But even like, say for instance, if I felt like a weird, like, I don't think I want to do A, B, or C. Mm-hmm. I don't think, you don't even need to have a reason formed no. of why. If you're uncomfortable, that's enough reason to be like, yeah. nope, this is not the journey for me right now, sir. <laughs> yeah. Or ma'am or whoever. You yeah. Know? Again, <laughs> relax, bro. Yep. Relax, bro. Like, you don't have to tell them your whole life story. Just no is no. And that's on live. And that's on live, mama. <laughs> well, Ash, she ends with a dad joke. Obviously. Okay. <laughs> this is great. Okay. Um, wh- <laughs> this is so stupid. <laughs> when is a door not a door? When it's a jar. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Guys, if you made it to the dad joke, you already know. We love you the mostest. Watch us on Instagram, on the YouTube. Follow us on all the socials. Um, And if you're sitting on a story that you want advice on, please send it in. Because, again, we need you to survive. Um, And we love you guys so much. We'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.